What's cracking, Seattle hockey fans? Erica Lindsay Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken. And we've got another squad cast for you. We are going to preview tonight's game as the Seattle Kraken close out their first ever road trip in the Prue Center, The Rock, against the New Jersey Devils. So we've got a nice squad cast for you. We're going to talk about what to expect in this matchup, what we see on the betonline.ag odds, and I don't know if you knew this, but our very own Locked on Devils host has a connection to the voice, Everett Fitzhugh. So we're going to talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Kraken hockey fans. Again, this is your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. We want to thank you for making Locked On Kraken your first listen as part of all of your daily Seattle Kraken hockey coverage. Again, we have a fun squad cast coming up, but I want to remind you that today's episode is sponsored by and brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. But right now, I'm going to let you know what you need as we get ready for a puck drop. It's another Seattle Kraken game day. But if it's a game day for us, that means it's a game day for someone else. And that, of course, is the New Jersey Devils. Trey Matthews, the host of Locked on Devils, here with us today. Trey, how you living? I am living great, Erica. Uh, This is so awesome to do uh, this crossover with you. I knew we would do a crossover between uh, our two teams soon. I didn't figure it would be this soon. So the Kraken and the Devils, I've been looking forward to this ever since the Kraken officially became the 32nd team in the NHL. However, I didn't expect it would be the second game of the year. And I think we're only playing you guys twice this year. So it's game one of two, but I'm looking I'm looking forward to every single moment of it. Oh, and we are as well. This closes out a road trip for us. And so this is the the only game. Tonight's game is the only game standing between the Seattle Kraken and their official home debut at Climate Pledge Arena. So, Trey, will you ride us off into the sunset? Will it be a win? Will it be a loss? I guess we got to watch the game to find out. But, uh, Trey, we're going to start with you because we can't do uh, a head-to-head because... These two teams have never played each other, not in the preseason, not last season in the mass mutual East. So, you know, we've, we've got, uh, we're going to go to you as the expert here. So why don't we start with this? We know that um, the devils finished 19 and 30 seventh overall in again, the mass mutual East. And for those who may not be familiar with COVID, there were essentially kind of like little uh, pockets where the same teams were playing each other, which is very different from what we will see this year with the National Hockey League. So why don't we just start there, Trey? Give us an overview of what the New Jersey Devils went through with kind of this hybrid season and um, how you think you'll come out of that um, into the 2021-22 season. 
So I tried to keep my expectations quite modest uh, last season for the New Jersey Devils. I knew we wouldn't really make the playoffs. I felt like we could be like a dark horse team in the Mass Mutual East Division. Unfortunately, did not come into fruition. We got off to a pretty decent start. So Mackenzie Blackwood started really well the first three or so games. And unfortunately, he had to go onto the COVID protocol list because he got hit with COVID hard. And then Scott Wedgwood had to step up and take over. The thing about Scott Wedgwood is that he did pretty decent to start off, especially I don't think he was prepared to be the starting netminder for us for a you know a number of so games because he was originally just brought on to be the third string goalie. But Corey Crawford abruptly retired. We were still looking for a backup goalie. We thought we had the answer with Aaron Dell. That didn't work out too well. So Scott Wedgwood was thrust into a role that he was not prepared for. But you know he held his ground fairly decently to begin the year. And I even wrote about it when I was still working with the hockey writers at the time. But, you know, um, for, for the New Jersey Devils, I, I think the thing that we struggled with was consistency because uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I believe in late January or early February, we actually had to go into a two week hiatus because 95% of our team either had COVID or was in close proximity with someone who had COVID. So that really derailed us. We were like the Buffalo Sabres and we were like the Dallas Stars and I'm sure a few other teams that were hit with COVID, which was they just could never regain composure after going into that hiatus. And that really puts uh, your, your back against the walls because here you are having to face these teams who were, you know, playing essentially, you know, when you you had nothing to do, you, you couldn't practice, you couldn't, you obviously couldn't play in games, you couldn't have meetings, you couldn't have film room. So, you know, for the Devils, that's where it really started to go downhill for us. We, we got off to a, um, a pretty good start after our hiatus. Like we beat the Bruins, we beat the Rangers. Those were considered upset wins. Unfortunately, at one point during the year, we lost like 10 or 11 games in a row. In fact, I read, uh, named my, my show locked on devils. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Cause it, it was getting that bad. And yeah. <laughs> quite honestly, you know, um, I, I kind of going back to what you said, saying we had to play in these sort of little pockets where we're playing the same teams over and over and over again. I got tired of just repeating the same thing each and every day. It was the same damn thing about just like, oh, oh, we got to keep an eye on this player. Wait, we played this team last week. Like I literally am repeating myself. But now here we are uh, facing a, a team that we have not played this year. But then again, or, or we, we haven't played you guys ever. The Seattle Kraken. So. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing our guy, Nathan Bastian. Um, you know, uh, I, I've been really looking forward to this matchup. And regardless of the hype or whatever uh, is surrounding you guys, I'm actually looking forward to seeing your guys' team because I just love it when a new team comes into the NHL or when a new team comes into, um, you know, a new sport in general because it's just like it's a new team. We've never seen anything like this before. And I'm, I'm looking forward to just seeing the collaboration of, what the Kraken could do. Obviously, you mentioned at the top of the show, my mentor, Evan Fitzhugh, he's the first African-American play-by-play announcer, and he's obviously their, their radio play-by-play um, -play announcer guy. He's been a great mentor towards me. We got something in the works uh, later on, but we'll talk about that uh, later on in the show. But, um, yeah, I I'm really looking forward to this matchup. This is a game I have circled on. I love it. Trey, you gave us so much right there. There's three things that I want to pull out, including let's start with the tease because we are going to get to Everett Fitzhugh and you a little bit later on in the show. So don't want to miss that, folks. But there's two things that you mentioned that I thought were really interesting. One is about the teams that were shut down. So not so the Seattle Kraken, we this season have already had players go through 
COVID protocol. So that's different than what you talked about just a minute ago, where entire teams, and we saw this happen with, I, I believe it was Montreal got hit pretty hard too, um, or, or Vancouver, one of, either way. Um, but um, you talked about it. There, it's not just that they're not playing games and that they're not practicing. There's no act. I don't know how many people have really thought about that and internalized how that massively can impact uh, a season or just like a lifestyle, a day-to-day. So that's one thing. Another thing that you mentioned that I absolutely love is, of course, like, Now you get something new, not just will you be able to see other teams throughout the league, but Trey, you mentioned that there's a new kid on the block. That would be us. Coming up next, we're going to get into what to expect tonight, Trey. We're going to get this game first time the Seattle Kraken are headed to the Rock, the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, I will actually be covering the game in New Jersey, so I'm really excited about that. We're going to get into what we think is going to happen, but first... Let's talk about uh, betonline.ag. We're going to go over the odds that we have for both of our teams throughout the season, but betonline.ag, of course, is a longtime sponsor here. And right now, BetOnline, with their new interface, their new website is really jam-packed and focused on football season in, and basketball's coming around the corner as well. So we want you to head over, use your, you know, whatever you got, your laptop, your tablet, your desktop, and use promo code locked on. And that will give you 50% on your, uh, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But uh, Trey, you know, we bet online has been holding us down here at uh, Locked On. So we definitely, in a minute, are going to get into those odds. But we want to remind everyone, of course, that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. So once you have all your props, all the odds, uh, you know, everything that you need to make your bets on the game, then you got to make sure, Trey, that you have a way to watch it. And we have another sponsor. And that's Direct TV Stream that wants you to help get your TV together. Trey, have you been there before? Like, you got one device on this game. You got something else over here. You're trying to take notes for the next time you're acting play-by-play. I mean, how big is this that Direct TV Stream is going to give us a one place to get all of our TV together? Uh, if you're trying to cut the cable, I suggest getting it like seriously, like it's a lifesaver. I, like Erica said, I can't tell you the amount of times where I just want to catch up on my show in between intermissions when I'm calling a game and, and, and direct TV is right there with me to help me out. It's, it, I love it. So absolutely take Erica's to take Erica's word. And <laughs> if you don't believe her, believe me. There it is. There it is. You've got two two people vouching because it's all about getting rid of the clutter, getting rid of the confusion, and getting your TV together. And Direct TV Stream is here to help. And the best part is no annual contract. Only going to need this one device, and that's it. You're good to go. Now, we do want to let you know that a compatible device is required, and content varies by the package that you select. But we're going to get into now, once we've got our TV together, we know how to stream tonight's game. If we're not going to be there live, we are going to uh, talk about what we expect. But first, I want to remind everyone or thank everyone, I should say, for 
making Locked on Kraken your first listen. But if you're a New Jersey Devils fan, then I want to thank you for making Locked on Devils your first listen. And if you're a Devils fan, then why don't you go ahead and make Locked on Kraken your second listen and vice versa. That's what we'll do. We got to help each other out. Just pop from one to the next. So we thank you, fans. That's how we get it done. This is a daily podcast, all free and available to you. But now let's get into the goods, Trey. Let's get into the goods. What to expect from this game. So let's start with goalies. Now, I did a squad cast, as I like to say, with Locked on Flyers because we're recording that that uh, game. We don't have the result yet for that game. But I was talking to Rachel and really think that we might see former, former Florida Panthers goalie Chris Drieger at the back end of this five-game road trip for the Seattle Kraken. Um, as far as what to expect, I do want to talk a little bit about Nathan Bastion. Now he's played uh, again in all three games for the Kraken, but uh, for you, Trey, what are some of the, the keys for the devils tonight? What are you expecting? What do you want to see from the team and, and who do you think will start in net? Okay. So um, the devils coming into the season, we're actually dealing with a couple of injuries. So, uh, Ty Smith, Damon Severson, Miles Wood were all out in the season opener against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, as, uh, to go along with that, Mackenzie Blackwood was also scratched from the game, and he's usually our starting goalie. Um, he's recovering from a heel surgery that he had over the summer. Also, I think he's uh, having problems uh, getting his uh, COVID shot. I think he's leaning towards getting it. I, I can't confirm nor deny that. However, I think it's mostly just because of of the heel issues that he's facing. They're trying to be very slow in, in that rehabbing process. So um, barring anything catastrophic, I believe it's going to be Jonathan Bernier, the former Detroit Red Wing in net once again for the New Jersey Devils. And he did pretty well in, in the first game against the Blackhawks. And I actually pre predicted for him to be a player to look out for going into that game because I was just like, okay, Mackenzie Blackwood most likely won't play. But, uh, you know, Jonathan Bernier, I can trust him. He's a former champion. He's uh, shown signs of being a capable starter as well. And he can make a few great saves. And he, he boy, he made a lot of great saves in the last game against the Blackhawks. Now, there were some things that just didn't go the way of the Devils. That's why it got tied 3-3 three to three in, the, in the last period. And that's why I had to go into OT. But at the same time, first game of the year, there's going to be rust. There's going to be things you got to shake off. And I think... Um, Unless Mackenzie Blackwood is cleared and and given the green light to start, I, I believe it's going to be Jonathan Bernier. I don't expect Scott Wedgwood to to be the starter for uh, the New Jersey Devils. I just think there's really no reason to um, start Wedgwood. Like I, I I talked about Wedgwood at the beginning of the show. I think he did a good job of holding his own in the beginning of the year. But honestly, does Jonathan Bernier really need a rest this early in the year? Like, seriously, we're only playing our second game. You guys are playing, like, your third or fourth game. So um, I think Jonathan Bernier is going to be the starting goalie. I believe they will give all that they can possibly give for uh, Jonathan Bernier to just basically essentially take a night off because I believe Bernier saw 27 shots against the Blackhawks and he stopped 24 of them. Uh, I'm going based on memory here, but um, – yeah, and the fact that, that our defense has gotten much better, Subban needs to improve, obviously. But the thing is, is that the Devils won the game 4-3, to three, and Ryan Graves' plus-minus was 4, and I believe Dougie Hamilton's plus-minus was also 4. So it goes to show you their impact that they have on that team and the fact that 
they make the people around them better. So uh, I, if you're a Kraken listener and you're not too familiar with the New Jersey Devils, expect Jonathan Bernier to be the starting goalie for the Devils this, e- this evening. Okay, I love it. And I think what you mentioned about goalies is really important. The reason I, I said Drieger instead of Gruby, uh, Philip Grubauer, is because to your point, yes, we've had a few more games. And so I think that last game, also an overtime game for us. I know that you guys got the overtime win, uh, walked away with two points against Chicago. Unfortunately, we got an overtime loss. Uh, so Grubauer, I did think, although he didn't get the win, I did think that he just needed to face a few more shots. We are going to be splitting time, our goaltenders, but you know, especially now that this is uh, the first time in the past two seasons where it's a, a full slate of games, um, I think you really want to make sure that both goaltenders are sharp. But to your point, you know, going back and forth and flip-flopping, you know, every second game doesn't probably doesn't make a lot of sense right now, early in the season. Maybe a little bit later down the road, but for right now. So that's what I, I think Gruby got his time, got his groove, uh, and now it's time to get Drieger a little bit, especially knowing that if I had to guess, if we're being honest, we're probably going to want Philip Grubauer well-rested, feeling good uh, as the team heads back to the West Coast and gets to open Climate Pledge Arena against the Vancouver Canucks. I'm so, never going to get used to that name, Climate it's, Pledge Arena. It's, it's, an, it's a it's mouthful. Different. It is a lot. It is a lot. So what would the CPA? That's, you know, then it sounds like you're talking about accounting. So that's not the greatest nickname either. <laughs> yeah. And uh, by the way, I just got word from Amanda Stein, who uh, works closely with the devil. She Blackwood was not skating this morning with the team uh, along with Miles Woods. So the chances of him playing tomorrow, zero. In my Look at opinion. this. Look at this. See, this is why we have you on the show. The expert, the insider, able to get live in real time updates. That's why Trey Matthews must follow. A must follow. Not just for Devils fans, but for all hockey fans. But coming up next, Trey, let, we talked about Bet Online a little bit and it being football and basketball season, but Bet Online does hockey. They do that hockey too, Trey. So we're going to get into what Bet Online is saying for our respective teams in our respective divisions. And then we got to give them, we teased it. So now we got to, we got to tee it up and knock it out the park. Your connection with the voice. Everett Fitzhugh, and some exciting news that you dropped on social media just today. That is coming up, but it's time, Trey, to talk about our favorite family-owned business, rockauto.com. See, now, you you know, when we're talking about rockauto.com, what I love is that rockauto.com has been doing online cataloging for, like, auto parts customers for over 20 years instead of having to go to a brick and mortar store and maybe they have your part but they're like ah, actually you know if you go to the one you know five miles down the road they have you know you don't have to worry about that because you go online you get there you look through their catalog and not only is it convenient but more often than not Trey you're also getting a better deal that is true. So, like, I needed some parts for my car because uh, my car had some brake uh, part damage, and you know that could be very expensive to to fix. Um, uh, I, I, my headlight needed to get cleaned, and you know what? Uh, my my car is old. I I drive a 2003 Honda Accord, but you know what? I rely on RockAuto.com to give me all the parts I need at a very reasonable price. I love it, and we know that's because it's an amazing selection 
We already talked about it. It's reliably low prices. All the parts your car, I used to drive a Honda Accord too. So all the parts your car will ever need. And that's at rockauto.com. Make sure when you go to rockauto.com that you type in locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. But now it's time for us to get into the goods. All right. Now, listen, the conversation around the Seattle Kraken, it, it's like, oh, man, new team, awesome logo, not sure what a Kraken is. And then one of the very next things that people say is, okay, but they're in the Pacific Division. Are they going to be able to do what Las Vegas did? And on and on and on. Like, we get all of that. We get all of that. And I'm going to tell you what, the odds right now have the Seattle Kraken in the playoffs, but not getting that far. So I want to get your expert opinion. You said that you uh, were locked in on the expansion draft. Obviously, you're an expert in the National Hockey League. What are your thoughts uh, about the Seattle Kraken? Right now, the, the betonline.ag odds have them finishing third in the Pacific Division. Let's start there. Do you think okay. that's realistic? Okay, uh, a lot of your listeners are not going to appreciate what I'm going to say, but uh -oh. I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Okay, yes, you guys are one of the most talked about teams in the NHL. Yes, your uniforms are exciting. Yes, you got some good players. Like we we talked about uh, Drieger and uh, Grubar, you know, players like that, you know, the, the goalies. And, and you know, you, you got Mark as your captain, right? He, he, he's wearing the C on his sweater. So, yeah, you, you you got a lot of good, decent players, let's just say. But hype aside, I don't think you guys are that good. Mm. I think you're – I think – look, you're getting all this hype, and, and rightfully so. You're a new team. It's very exciting. I don't think there's ever been a, uh, an NHL team in Seattle. But let's put the hype aside. Let's put the media attention aside. I think the Kraken are, we got to put it, I can't think of a better term to say overrated. I, I like heard the cheer, like in the metro area. It's very, I'm sure it's everywhere, but I, I immediately heard overrated. That's brutal. That's, you see, you invite someone on your podcast and this is how you get treated. I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta, I just gotta be honest. I'm sorry. I look, appreciate the honesty. Look, 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 it, the expansion draft was a letdown in my opinion. Because mm. look, you you had players like Price, Tarasenko, and also Subban available. Like my question, I've been meaning to ask you this for a while, but you also had Price or you you had Quick available. Excuse me. You, okay, so you, you got Larson, you got Mark on your team, obviously. But the thing is, why couldn't you like? I, I guess you didn't want to stack up on the money, but why couldn't you draft people like Subban, Tarasenko, Price, and and Quick? You know, Price and Quick, you know, they've shown history of actually being pretty decent. Like, Quick went to the Stanley Cup Finals and he beat my Devils in it. Just, just, just saying, like, he, he beat he, – he, and he and on the other side of the net was probably the best goalie to ever play the sport of hockey, Marty Brodeur. But – and then, you know, Tarasenko, I guess the injuries are kind of a question mark. And I guess that's why you didn't really want to take them and money issues, like I said. And Subban, he could give you so much press. Like, and I feel like he's a diamond in the rough, quite honestly. Because right now, for where we have Subban, we have him in our bottom four defensemen. Just because we were able to get Dougie Hamilton, we were able to get Ryan Graves, Ty Smith is on the come up, Damon Severson is one of our 
um, you know, uh, one of our leaders. But my thing is just like, you could have done so much better in the expansion draft. What happened? Well, I mean, that's one way of looking at it, right? But also, you got to remember, the last two seasons are outliers. Um, you got to remember that as far as price, the price for price was a big deal. But what I will say is that the Seattle Kraken built for the type of character and, if you will, the avatar that they wanted in their organization. And they hedged their bets on that versus, you know, some of the overanalyzing or, you know, things of that nature. Will it work? Who the heck knows? That's why we play the games. I said it earlier. Will it work? Who knows? That's why we play the games. I'm not a draft expert, as you know, from when I was on your show. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this. I got to well, see the guys on the ice. I got to see I, them I, on the I, ice. I think I remember that show because I gave you the <laughs> list of players I will I'm willing to expose and people that I, I want to keep. And one of those things was I wanted to keep Nathan Bastion. Yep. And we're you gonna did talk about that. him. And I think you were gonna bring him up in a moment. Um, because I felt like Nathan Bastion led our team in hits last year, and he mm. was second amongst rookies in that category. I felt as though if we expose Nathan Bastion then the Seattle Kraken are going to see that and they're going to pick him up because they see a young, rough guy who has potential because mm -hmm. he was able to be on the most consistent line for the Devils last season along with Mikey McLeod and Miles Wood because that line towards the end of the season was playing as meant, as much as the second line because, mm -hmm. like I said, the most consistent. They were nicknamed the BMW line uh, by the fan base. I call them just the energy line because that's just the typical um, – you know, hockey terminology that at first they didn't play the biggest amount of minutes, but you know, once they showed their impact, you know, they, they showed that they were legit. Miles Wood is a great leader. If he was having a career year, his numbers would have been way higher had he just played in more than 56 games. But like I said, nothing he could do in that case, just because of how the season was. And then, you know, uh, Mikey McLeod led the, or, or, you know, he was also tops on our team in hits and was also doing well in the face-off percentage. And then Nathan Bastion was kind of my favorite out of them. Now, People are saying, why are you so strung up on a bottom six player? But I'm just like, I see potential in that guy. Like how Yanni Kwokinen began the season on the bottom six, but now he's on our top line or, you know, well, second line. I think he should be on the top, but along with Jack Hughes and uh, Igor Sharangovich. But right. but we talked about it. Let's talk about the voice, Everett Fitzhugh, who's been a lot more than just a voice, though, for the Seattle Kraken. He has been one of the premier faces of the organization leading up to us actually having players, which I love. I know we talked about it last time I was on your show. I'm all about hashtag team more melanin and diversifying the sport. And Everett has done a fantastic job and has definitely cut his teeth through hockey. Um, but talk a little bit about your mentorship um, with, or the mentorship relationship that you have with Everett Fitzhugh and how has that inspired you and, and led you to hone your own craft as a play-by-play -play announcer? So um, I'm a play-by-play -play announcer for the uh, a lot of our college hockey programs here at Adrian College. Uh, I, I got my first main start doing it for the ACHA Women's D1 program here, but now I've um, just expanded it to a lot of other teams on, on this campus as well. Um, and I, I first started working as a play-by-play -play announcer uh, fall of 2019. I continued to do it until the pandemic hit and we all had to be sent home. It was always in the back of my mind that there can't be too many black hockey play-by-play -play announcers. But at the same time, I didn't really think too much of it. Like I said, it was in the back of my head. I was more focused on just calling the hockey games. 
But I decided, you know, over the summer, do more research, see who's, um, see if there's anyone like me because you can form a relationship. And I saw Ever Fits You. This was before he actually became uh, the voice of the Seattle Kraken. So I caught him at the right possible time because he was still doing, um, you know, work for the uh, Cyclones, which is which is an AHL team. And, um, you know, I tweeted him my story. He responded. We exchanged emails. We exchanged phone numbers. And he's been a great mentor. Like I, I send him my my um, games I do. I give him a heads up of major games that I consider important to him as well. Um, like I said, he's been a great mentor. Uh, he's taught me the ropes. He's uh, he's willing to talk on the phone with me for like an hour, just saying, here, here's how you announce this better. Here's how you say this better. Or, you know, just like, and I feel like I've gotten so much better at, at my craft. And um, overall, you know, it's led me to better opportunities. And um, here I am at the Locked On Podcast Network. Here I am writing for a few hockey programs. Um, I'm still a senior in college. I intend on doing a fifth year just to, uh, you know, see if I could do more opportunities at my school or just build on my resume just a little bit because I'm still fairly new in this kind of field. So, um, yeah, Ever Fits You, the, the first African-American play-by-play announcer at the NHL level. As they say, representation matters. And as someone who is the only Black reporter, a Black Latina reporter, and then amplify that by I'm a woman as well. You know, I, uh, I know how it is out here in these streets, but, uh, you know, I want to also uplift that on, uh, the 23rd. So the 23rd is kind of a big day for Everett for the Seattle Kraken. But if, if Kraken fans listening want to just you know, get rid of some of those nerves and slide right on into some hockey before the big, the big game, the historic game, they should listen to you as you are going to be the play-by-play voice for the premier hockey federation. We had Ty Tominia, the, the commissioner Ty Tominia on the show. Now uh, I have called games in the, well, what was formerly the NWHL, now the PHF, but you will be calling a preseason game for the Buffalo Buttes as they take on the Adrian College women's hockey team. Now, there used to be the Adrian Trio that played for the Buffalo Buttes. You still have some of those uh, players from Adrian and, and the local colleges. As you mentioned, there's a lot of them up where you are right in the Buffalo area. I love it. And so we're just going to make sure that folks know how to catch this game. Again, it is an exhibition game. It's it's still preseason for the PHF. They will officially get started the first weekend of November. But this is the Buffalo Buttes against the Adrian College women's hockey team. That's Saturday, October 23rd. It is a 4 p.m. Eastern start. So that's 3 p.m. for my PT folks, my Pacific Time Zone folks. You'll have plenty of opportunity to uh, catch the Seattle Kraken game later in the day. But let's make sure we're supporting Trey. Again, The his mentor, Everett Fitzhugh, we, we hope that we get him back soon as well. Um, but Trey, thank you so much for joining me here on Locked on Kraken. And we're going to have to have you back. But Trey Matthews, make sure on October 23rd that you listen to your boy Trey as he's going to be bringing you some preseason PHF. Again, we've had Ty Timinia on the show, and, uh, you know, we're expecting big things from the PHF, and we'll see how you are involved. I'm hoping I can continue to be involved, but all of that is to come. But what we do know 
is that you can listen to both Trey and I, your host of Locked On Crack and Erica Lindsay Ayala, on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you make Locked On NHL any of your favorite NHL shows your first listen of the day. But for Trey Matthews, again, this is Erica Lindsay Ayala, and that's all we have for this show. Seattle Kraken fans, hold fast, stay true, and let's go Kraken. 